Hello and welcome to Skywire's Beyond the Page, the podcast where we usually delve into the deeper side of Skysoft stories and characters. I'm your host, Daniel Andrade. Today, we'll once again be venturing outside of the realm of Skysoft and talking to another local creative individual. This episode, we'll be talking to someone from the world of art and music. I'm excited to have Ash Foster with us here today, who is a local artist, musician, and host of many events here in San Diego. Ash, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thanks for having me. Of course. So let's go ahead and just start with a basic one here. So just tell us a little bit about who you are (laughs) and some of the events that you've hosted for the uninitiated to uh, the persona that is Ash. Goodness, where do I start? (laughs) Um, You know, really, I'm trying to immerse myself more in the community um, by hosting a handful of different events. Um, So right now, I'm currently hosting El Dorado's open mic every Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And um, I'll be directing the Make Music Day Festival again this year at Bubble Park. That's exciting. So that's going to be really cool. And then I'm probably going to get back into doing my house concert series, which is kind of really what got it all started was, Mm -hmm. you know, wanting a safe space for artists to be creative and vulnerable and a little more control of that space. Mm -hmm. And so just finding other local musicians and music lovers to to welcome us into their home to hold these little mini concerts and stuff. So that's kind of what got me into hosting Mm -hmm. different events. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... Yeah, I'm excited to, to get back into that this year. But okay. Yeah. Uh, how long have you been working professionally in the world of music? Uh, well, early teen, teenager, probably about 12, mm-hmm. I would say. It's when I really started studying music, started studying voice, mm-hmm. um, and then so started singing professionally around San Diego, different places like Wild Animal Park, yeah. actually Balboa Park again, which is another really cool thing for me full circle to be working directly with the park is I've always wanted to get back out in in that space you know um so yeah I've got some exciting other things we'll talk about with the park this year too okay yeah and uh you know how did you get get started now what made you want to pursue singing and then take lessons and you know master it and uh, get better at it uh well I think it was something I just naturally was a part of me um and so i think it was other people that noticed it that Mm -hmm. made me go huh what is this thing Mm -hmm. you know and as a child really let's you know knowing how to where to put that energy having the right mentors and stuff and people around you to help you help you mold that Mm -hmm. um and so i think yeah once other people noticed that i really i started to to pursue it um but i always loved it Mm-hmm. And I always knew that it was it was a big part of my calling and who I was. And I was always adamant about pursuing some kind of music or art or dance or something. So, um, mm-hmm. And when it's not in my life, I don't really quite feel like myself. So it's just a, so, a crucial part of your identity. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I Probably, I think, the biggest. Mm-hmm. Did the you biggest grow up in like a musical family like where you're uh, surrounded by music as a child? Yeah, I mean, yes and no. I, I, my older brother would would play a lot of records and stuff, and my mom and 
And so, you know, they definitely influenced me with certain with certain music. But as far as being mus- like having musicians in my family, <laughs> not really. You mm-hmm. know, my brother played guitar. My dad did a little bit, but but um, I was really, I think, one of the first to kind of pursue it more professionally. Okay. But my I have other siblings now that that work in the industry that are working doing production or you know art department type of stuff like mm-hmm, helping mm-hmm. create costumes for tv shows and wow. stuff like that and, and then a sister yeah. that was on the voice mm-hmm. two a couple of years ago so it's it's cool to see it run in the family yeah. and um yeah it's just genes are crazy <laughs> isn't it weird yeah. it really is it mm-hmm. really is <laughs> yeah it's like um anytime uh me and my cousins always uh meet up in LA for like the Christmas time and for a while there was like a stretch of time where we would meet up at one of my cousin's garages mm-hmm. and he's like a drummer so he would just start playing a drum beat mm-hmm. some of my other cousins can play guitar and bass so they just start doing something and then I jump in on the vocals do some improv or whatever mm-hmm. and it's just yeah it's just like who would have thought that it's kind of like it's spread out throughout the whole the gene pool of the family <laughs> but mm-hmm. it makes for some fun get-togethers for sure absolutely yeah yeah mm-hmm. so um, as you know, um, by now we've worked together a few times before and you know yes. that karaoke is one of my, my big loves, my big passions. So, okay. so my question for you is, uh, what is your go-to karaoke song? Dang. <laughs> you know, it's so, you know, I really don't do karaoke very often. Uh-huh. It's not something I really have always enjoyed to do. You know, I kind of like, I kind of have a bit of social anxiety. So if I'm in a bar and I'm just kind of standing around and I don't know anybody, like I would... I think maybe that's one of the reasons, too, why I'm more comfortable on stage. Ah, okay. You yeah. know, so, like, when I'm doing karaoke, I'm kind of waiting. There's a lot of people. That's true. And then when I get up there, the sound isn't always as good. That's why I appreciate people like you that actually, <laughs> you know, provide good sound. But but so sometimes it's hard to hear a thing, and, everyone, and it's just like, I don't know, but... I totally just avoided the question because I really don't do it that much. <laughs> yeah. What did I yeah. sing last time I went to karaoke? I sang at last... Ooh, by Etta okay. James. Yeah. I like doing, like, No Doubt, which mm. who I just saw in Vegas, actually. I just saw Gwen <gasps> Did you? over the weekend. Ah, okay. But, like, Spiderwebs is a really fun oh, yeah. one to do for karaoke. Mm-hmm. Very, uh, a very aggressive song, and I love it about it. Yeah, yeah it's just mm-hmm. fun. It gets people, mm-hmm. it gets people bouncing around, so. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was I was gonna ask you next. Um, so you know, like you said, you do a lot of these shows at um, these open mic shows. Uh, so you come like with a a set list, right? So I guess my question was, what is the process like of coming up with a set list to perform? Hmm. Well, that's funny because actually I no longer do set lists. Oh, okay. Well, there and, you go. And I used to. Mm-hmm. I used to do that for sure. Um, Especially if I knew I have a set time that I have to fit it within, mm-hmm. you know, because I'll get up there and I'll just kind of space sometimes, mm. especially when I get in the zone. Yeah. I'll forget lyrics. I'll forget what song I was going to do. Or maybe I'll do one that I should have waited to do later. And mm-hmm. then I go, God, I should have waited to do that one, you know, where yeah. that was the right moment. Yeah. So I kind of feel out my audience now. Okay. So I yeah. might have a, a kind of semi-set list. Of songs that I do that I'll compile. Mm-hmm. And then when I get there, I kind of read my audience and I gauge what kind of energy it is. And then I'll yeah. I'll kind of go go from there. Yeah. And also it's been fun to ask people 
what they think I should sing because mm-hmm. they've gotten some really unique ones that I never would have thought on my own to cover. Yeah. That some are my favorites now. Yeah. Like Creep, Radiohead is one uh, of them. Okay. It was always, yeah. I had like four or five random guys come up and just say, have you ever thought about singing Creep by Radiohead? Mm-hmm. I was like, huh. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. You know? That is really cool. So, so And yeah, yeah, that legit was actually like, I had like a... Uh, side questions to it. So my Ooh, next one. Did my I next answer one, it? Did yeah, first time yeah I was going to say, like, is it more based on personal preference or trying to predict what the crowd will be like? So yeah. it sounds like you kind of read the energy of the crowd, read sure. the energy of the room. Sure. So do you find that that changes midway through a set sometimes too? Like sometimes, sometimes. maybe they'll start off mellow and then they'll get really hyped up? Sometimes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because people come and they go. So sometimes if I show That's up true and, I, too. Yeah. and I'm like, oh, it's really chill right now. Or, or I come in and they're they're playing, you know, more metal. Then I might start my set with a radio head and then do like an audio slave song. And then do a Tom Petty song. Yeah. And then kind of, but I'm not going to start out singing Aaliyah mm-hmm. or Bob Marley. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe, but, you know, or yeah. singing Ready or Not like the Fugees, like rapping yeah. if... People are there, and I see them kind of vibing to what's already on in the bar, which is kind of cool because every week it's different depending on what bartenders are. That's true. And they all have their little playlists. So, you know, and then sometimes I just do whatever I want to do. (laughs) Sometimes I'm just, sometimes I just like, I need this and I'll do, you know, some more original things that I kind of want to work through. Mm -hmm. And I'll take, I take more opportunity to do that when it's kind of dead. Yeah. Yeah. Where I can practice, but it's something that I might have not d- have done in a while. Mm-hmm. And I'm still kind of experimenting. Mm-hmm. And it's more personal, like my diary. And so if I mm-hmm. mess up, I don't really want everybody to hear. Yeah. You know, if yeah. there's a few listening in the back, like that's cool. You know, exactly. but just bobbing their heads a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel kind of the same way. Um, I'm not necessarily a performer in the same vein that you are, but like when I go to a karaoke night and I see that the crowd, is that either slow or dead? Like I'll take that opportunity, like you said, to kind of try something out that I've been wanting to do for a mm-hmm. while, but I've been too yep. nervous because, like, if there's a big high energy crowd, you want to give them your hits. You want to give them like the stuff yeah. that you know it's gonna get them going. Sure. But if you have a chance to like, and if you don't beat match correctly right at that second at that <laughs> correct spot, and then, or you miss that drop or something, and then people just go, oh, I mean, you see that happen all the time. Yeah. And you hear that you you watch it all the time. People are just like, uh. Oh. I experience that all the time too. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I I was expecting this thing and it didn't, and then that's the moment when people <laughs> just walk away. Yeah, and oh. and music yeah. is like that too when you're performing, mm. um, you know, sets your set list as well, and that's why it's really tricky. That's mm-hmm. why I've started to think about that. So I really actually really like that question, yeah, because I had to start thinking about what could keep people there and learning mm-hmm. how to read them. Mm-hmm. And 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 they're and being an empath, you know, and using that, yeah. and trying to reel them in. If I find a you know, mm-hmm. a way to like get them interested, and and um, I see people being a little more emotional, like sometimes people really engaging. Like I might yeah. take that moment to try to connect a little bit more and get a little bit deeper. Yeah, you know, and Isn't push that, that. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It's also it's also really interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's fun, but I'm sure it has its challenges too. Yeah, well, yeah. it's scary, too, because, you know, I'm yeah. being vulnerable. You really are. Mm-hmm. So, trying to... I'm trying to think, like, do you think there's any other medium that kind of you have to deal with that, where you have to kind of deal with a changing um, audience? Huh. Well, Cause I, know I, think, you, you... I think just social interaction does even more than we realize. Even yeah. having conversations, like having social skills. I think it's just having a certain 
you know, intellect, for, of social skills, like, to, you know, does that make sense? Sorry, mm-hmm. I keep hitting no. this <laughs> mic, guys. I'm like, yeah. Um, but yeah, music is music is different. It's a little more personal, do you know. And I think more personal on my part. Oh because yeah. Because the rejection of oh, if someone doesn't uh, like this, yeah, then. But you can definitely like turn people off just mm-hmm. as you would in in a conversation, or if you were just in a we- in a room and your energy was weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people can sense that. People can vibe off of that. Yeah. Sure. Um. How about this? Like, have you ever had? a difficult crowd that you were able to win over somehow? Yeah, I have. I'm trying to think of of examples. I would like to try to say that I do that every show. Okay. I would say that's kind of a goal of mine. Mm-hmm. That's like when I get in there, I'm like, and I see someone sitting there. You know, we just happen to be in the same space tonight. I'm like, what are the yeah. odds of that? Or, mm-hmm. you know, and I try. And, and I like to see that where I can feel energy when people are skeptical. <laughs> and then yeah. you see the couple kind of turn around and going, oh, wow, she's... And I, and I see, I try to read lips sometimes, too. I hear, oh, wow, she's actually really good. Yeah. yeah. You know, because people naturally are going to be hesitant. Exactly, yeah. And they don't know. Mm-hmm. So so I like to see that reaction and go, wow, that that was awesome. And I'm like, thanks, you know? And especially then when people come back. That's yeah. cool. And that's what yeah. I love about El Dorado, Mm-hmm. Which was important for me to to get going there was because I would I wanted to have um, I wanted to have something that was consistent yeah so that I could consistently be interacting with people that I was meeting at these open mics and have a consistent space for artists to come to mm-hmm. every Tuesday where they know like Logan's gonna be here and Thug Life's gonna be here and yeah you know Jay Rees whoever mm-hmm. so. Yeah, it's just, it's so cool. Like, like I've been fortunate enough to see you perform a few times, and it is really fascinating to just, oh. like, see you at work and see you kind of, uh, you know. I'm blushing kind of. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> yeah, you throw out your jokes and trying to make them more comfortable. You, you throw out some philosophy in there to try to make them think a little bit. So you kind of hit them on, on all the senses, and then, of course, with the music, too. So I stopped. Yeah. I, I started to do that. I used to not talk as much, mm-hmm. but, you know, then there's... That's the other part of performing. It's not your set list, but it's in between your set list. Exactly. And the more I started performing, the more I realized that having that awkward space, it takes very short time to lose someone's attention. Yes. So if you're going and going and they're dancing and then you stop and you're like, I got to tune my guitar (sighs) and I need to figure out what next song I'm going to do. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's why I try to have some kind of idea of a set list. But in between, I've learned how to talk over some kind of transition. Mm -hmm. I don't like too much quiet time. Yeah, no dead air. <laughs> no, not too yeah. much. Yeah, you know, I always and I always like to acknowledge and, and bring people back up to speed and recognize people and who they are and thank them and go over and talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. That's important to me. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. not just. And I think that's why people. I think I hope, hope that's why they come because they feel more, uh, more personal. You know, it feels I think more so. personal that um. That's what I mean. That's what I would want. You know, I mean, yeah. not just being a number, but like actually like really caring about these artists and mm-hmm. seeing something special in them. And every week them just getting better and better. It's so cool. Yeah. And I think also like in, in kind of uh, keeping in line with that whole social connection thing, like I've seen you a few times and there are times and like I see you just light up when you see certain people walk into the room and, you know, it makes my night. Yeah. And you it get really excited does. and then they get excited. So it's just like already the energy is like working in your favor. So. Yeah. That's really cool. And even like mid song, like I see you just like singing and then someone walks in and you're like, 
yeah. <laughs> you can't say anything because you're singing or sometimes you do like if it's like in an instrumental part but oh yeah sometimes i'll try to throw in things in between mm-hmm. you know words yeah. but <laughs> uh so you know like you said you've been uh working with a lot of uh musicians out there you know kind of the music scene okay and here in san diego i know there's a pretty large and diverse community of musicians with all sorts of instruments all sorts of genres being represented you know on any given night you can catch dueling pianos you can go to open mics you Mm -hmm. can see salsa bands karaoke nights so much more yeah so when you're not personally performing music is there any particular type of live music that you like to see well i love to dance Uh uh-huh so anything that I can dance to, I mean, I, like, well, for instance, I went to Vegas over the weekend. We saw Gwen Stefani. Yes. And that was fun. But the, the night before, we actually went out to about 530 in the morning and we went salsa <laughs> wow. dancing. Yeah. You know, so that was really fun. Yeah. Um, I really like dance music, too, because I like a certain tempo and I like that kind of scene. Um so you like a good, like, live DJ set, too? I do. I mm-hmm. like a good live DJ set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just anything I could anything I could dance to. But yeah, salsa. I mean, that's always fun. And we're in San Diego, so. Oh, yeah. But you know, I've kind of been um, out of the loop for a while when it comes mm. to things like that. I used to spend more time doing that, but I've been performing more, and that's been taking energy yeah. out of me. And then trying to spend more time just kind of taking a break, mm-hmm. just kind of recentering and. Mm-hmm. Um, focusing on writing on some projects okay with some writing and performances and things that i'm going to be doing this year so you know the the dancing has kind of has kind of stopped a little bit i'd actually you know what i would prefer to go out and take like dance classes okay go to culture shock or something and take a hip-hop class like Mm -hmm. that would be cool that would be my idea of a good time (laughs) i like that it sounds like a good time to me i mean does attending these events uh, inspire your own art and music sometimes? Absolutely. Sometimes it makes me really sad, though. Oh, why? How so? Because I, I, I so badly want to be up there sometimes. Oh, I see. You know, where I'm still reaching towards goals, and so I see that and go, I can do that. And, okay. And it's never, it's never any, like, a jealousy, you know, because that's, I'm happy for anyone that's successful, but mm-hmm. There's still sometimes like, oh, I want to do that, you know? And so that does also push me, too, at the same time. Yeah. Inspires me. Yeah. So it's not always, you know, sometimes it's a mixed okay. a mixed feeling, if that I makes sense. I can see that, If yeah. that makes sense, depending on, like, sometimes depending on the artist, too. Maybe it touches a nerve with me more and, like, what it was going through in that, mm-hmm. you know, in that mm-hmm. time, in my time in my life or something. Yeah. Or sometimes, like, absolutely going and seeing Gwen. Like, last night, one of the first things I did when I came home was I played my piano. Oh, okay. You yeah. Know? And so I have been waking up feeling more inspired to play instruments and stuff. And I have actually been making more of an effort to go out and, and to see more live see. music as well. Okay. Like tonight, I might go check out the um, open mic. There's one at Rosie O'Grady's. It's like jazz oh, open yeah. mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Ooh, jazzy open mic. Oh, yeah, because yeah. I love, I used to sing jazz when I was younger. And so there's certain genres of music that I, I want to kind of get back mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in that world. So. Yeah. I'm like, maybe I'll do that. Yeah. I mean, you touched on something that I think was very interesting um, and that, like, has always fascinated to me. Like, uh, as a, you, you know, musician, as a local artist, um, you know, like you said, you have this empathy towards these other 
uh, artists. You want them to do well and you want them to succeed. Mm -hmm. But there's also a little bit of a sense of competition as well because there's only so many, you know, spots and gigs that you can really have. So how do you balance that out? Like uh, the empathy, but also kind of the, I wouldn't say jealousy, but the competition, like the competitive spirit. Sure. I think all you can do is try to be a good person and set an example, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, because I've been on both sides of it. Ah, okay. But I always say there's only one you. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and with that being said, there's there's space for everybody. Okay. You know, I really believe that. And, and I think um, one of the things that bothers me about the industry uh, is how closed off it is to all yeah. this talent. And, and yeah. luckily, now, you know, we have the ability to get our music out there and other people have the opportunity you know that might not have the resources like financially or Mm -hmm. have been born into some musical family Mm -hmm. where they have the connections so um so i also you know i think what what helps me you asked me what helped me with that is knowing what it felt like on the other side yeah and it's a really really sad feeling when you're just trying to shine your light and people are just not having it mm-hmm. you know that are mean and that go out of their way to do some really cruel things like i've experienced some really upsetting things in this industry um where i've almost just thrown in the towel and actually actually really i have mm-hmm. several times yeah. but i always find my way back and sometimes it's, it's interesting actually it's at times when i kind of am defeated the most where then an opportunity comes mm-hmm. and i go okay i know this is what what I'm supposed to do but you know I don't want people to have to work as hard as I had to like and other other people that I know like that haven't had people that are willing to share and be kind and and say you're not my competition how can we help each other maybe Mm -hmm. you have something that I have Mm -hmm. or that I need and vice versa and we can just help each other out Mm -hmm. and so I'm trying to live my life more like that musically there's no competition yeah I like that spirit I like that I just don't that, have I don't, out, have, I don't have time for it. My heart, <laughs> yeah. I just don't have space for it. You mm-hmm. know, it makes me tired. Makes it really me. Does, it yeah. just it's exhausting. Yeah. So it's like, and and I know naturally it's how we are, and that's good too. So that competition, I want to use that more as inspiring me more and you. fueling yeah. me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And rather than like getting close to that person and saying, "Show me everything you know." Yeah. And like amping them up, like that's your muse instead of your competition. Mm-hmm. So. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. I support it. Two yeah. thumbs up over here. Uh, so, you know, you've been talking about uh, the Gwen concert. Uh-huh. So uh, what is it like to go to like a concert and uh, a live music event as like a fellow musician? Like, do you notice certain things or look for certain things or you just kind of? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what kind of things are you looking for? You know, I try not to. I... It, it just happens instinctively, but, you I'm know, sure. I, I... The first thing is because my ear, I, my my ear, I hear notes that are off. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and that's a hard one that I try not to do, but I just hear it. So I'm like, oh, if someone's flat or something, yeah, you know, or I can hear, I'm, and, and, and I'm not judging either because this person might just have been on a two-month tour, mm-hmm. and my ass probably couldn't <laughs> do this right now. So let's just be honest, actually. Yeah. But I just, I kind of learned and I watch about, about people's technique, especially uh, how they sing and, and stuff. And if they're flat, how much production is being done, you know. To kind of compensate for it, maybe. Yeah, for the live performance based on the studio performance. Yeah. 
because I love I love doing backup vocals as well and harmonies and things like that. Yeah. So the artists that are really involved with that process, um, but also are amazing lead vocalists, mm-hmm. and then live sound even better. Yeah, that's always a nice, pleasant. It's surprise. like this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. So that's my first thing, and and that's just my ear right away. I'm like ah, so really, I don't care about what the rest of the show looks like. If it sucks, but the visuals are great, like you know, I probably won't be as into it. Mm, okay. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I mean, production is nice, but it helps. <laughs> it helps, but yeah, if you can't sing or it's all auto tuned. Um, so, like with that in mind, then what's been like? <laughs> the the best show that you've seen vocally, I guess. Oh God. Oh, what if, well, vocalist that I think that I was impressed with was Pink. Oh, I've been wanting to see her. Live so bad. was yeah. like, and I've saw her years and years ago. I've seen her several times. Um, Florence and the Machine. Oh, she's so good too. Yeah. Uh, what a powerful voice on that one. I just well, who, Donna Summer. <gasps> wow. The legend herself. What's phenomenal when mm-hmm. I saw her, her voice was unreal. I don't know, those are just a few. Yeah. That have could that come to my mm-hmm. my mind. Mm-hmm. And those are female vocalists, but yeah. I'm trying to think of any male vocalists. I can't really end it up right now. Do you think uh you have maybe a better ear, more attuned for the female vocalist? Or you know, not necessarily. I actually used to really listen to a lot of R and B, but like oh, okay. Like, would love singing the guy's parts, like Usher. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And, um, God, I can't even think of any other ones right now, but just, I just remember, like, really loving and loving singing along with them mm-hmm. because I could, because I could sing alto too. Yeah. So I yeah. learned a lot from male vocalists as well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, Blackstreet yeah. and just all that stuff. I mean, and, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm trying to remember, but I think when I first uh, went to see you, uh, it was either that first time or maybe the second time where I went up and sang Black Street with you. You did, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Back the way. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we did that actually last week. Was last week's open mic was really cool. Uh-huh. We freestyled for the majority of the time. Nice. Yeah. So my friend Cash, who came out. I hadn't seen in a while. Another artist that I hadn't seen in a minute and just seeing him come alive on stage and how far he's come, it was like, I just, that Proud makes mama. me so happy, you know? <laughs> yeah. It really does. I love seeing people, you know, succeed and and, st- yeah. and stick with their dreams. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, we did just, we did Black Street. We did a bunch of songs. Mm-hmm. We did In Between the Sheets to Big Papa. And then we all just kind of freestyled. <laughs> yeah. And I was just yeah. like freestyling and... And kind of pushing some of the artists that were there that that normally have tracks that they sing along to mm-hmm. that they're singing over their lyrics already. Oh, I see. To just freestyle. Yeah. And so, kind of trying to create that environment and set the tone to be like, "Come on, girl, get up here, look. freestyle." And and I know it makes them uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but they've tr- they trust me. You know, I yes. feel they're learning to trust me more, and yes. I'm learning to trust me more too. And <laughs> but I think by just trusting it and going for it myself which sometimes I suck. Sometimes it does not come out how I, how I planned. Yeah. Um, but that's okay, you know. I'm human, so. That's like the joy and the fear of freestyling. I give so much respect to <laughs> artists who can freestyle because, like, it's hard enough to just be able to perform what it is as written, you know, and let alone to kind of uh, mm-hmm. go outside the lines a bit. So. Sure. Yeah. Do you have any, like, because I know you're 
you're a very good freestyler as well. So any like, tips? No, I, yeah, that's what I was no, gonna okay. say. Do you have any like <laughs> any techniques or strategies that kind of help you keep going? Because I think my thing is I kind of get stuck and then I panic and then I'm like, well, I'm done. Like I guess I'll just leave. Uh, I think I actually was saying this last week. I just think about what I see. Oh, okay. So even if I'm just looking at something and I'm talking about the color of this wall and how it reminds me of, like, my grandma's place and, you know, but this and that and it's Tuesday night, I'll draw a leg, we're getting down and, like, hey, passing my drink and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I mean, if you really listen to a lot of people that do freestyle, they, that's kind of what they're talking about or they're yeah. explaining themselves. They're having a conversation with you, mm-hmm. but they're just putting a melody to it. Exactly. Yeah. So I try to not take it so seriously I see. because I because I freeze up and mm-hmm. and it's like you know you I don't know which is kind of weird because when they say like you should think before you speak but really we don't think before <laughs> we speak we just yeah. we just speak mm-hmm. you just kind of let it all out only when do we get emotional when we're upset or it says something hurtful uh. is when someone says oh you should think before you speak when you're you know 